we debated whether to wholesale it or try to find a partner. And luckily we found some partners that we partnered with and believed in vision that we had for it. You know, saw that there was a lot of upside. This is the naked truth about real estate investing. Your host, Javier, has already been through all the brain damage of this business, so you don't have to go through it. That way, you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So let's dive into another No BS episode right now. Hello, everybody. This is Javier Hinojo, your host of The Naked Truth About Real Estate Investing. And today, I have my good friend, Gabe. He is from Dallas, Fort Worth area, and he used to be in the Marines. Then he worked in telecom, and then he's now a full-time real estate investor. His wife's a real estate agent. And they started by doing single family, some flips, some wholesales. And then just the last two years, they went ahead and transitioned over to the multifamily. You know, they're buying some projects around Dallas. I met him in a couple of events. Really great guy. Get a chance to meet him. Follow him on social media. Go check him out if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And he's going to talk a little bit about a project that he made about a million bucks. Took him about a year and a half. So it's, it's pretty cool. So check out Gabe. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah. So Gabe Grzynski here. You know, my background is in, uh, you know, I spent a little over 20 years in, in the telecom industry working on large scale, you know, sort of uh, commercial telecom projects. You know, I guess the long, largest single project was probably, you know, 15 million or so, you know, and also worked on, uh, you know, bidding. I guess the last biggest one that I did was a you know, multi-year, multi-billion dollar uh, contracts. So, so that's sort of sort of my background as in the, you know program and construction management. We, my wife and I, started getting into real estate about five years ago. She got her real estate license after leaving the corporate world. So I sort of you know we did a few uh, single family deals, and about two years ago, sort of transitioned. Um, originally, we were we were looking at a uh, at doing sort of Airbnb short term rentals. But then COVID hit, so we were, we thought, you know, maybe maybe we need to pivot, and uh, so we we ended up in in multifamily. So been uh, you know doing that and working on that the past two years. All right, so talk to us about when you were you were a Marine. So what year to what year was that? That was back in '99. I was in the reserves. I actually was uh, planning to do active duty. But then the day before I was originally going in, I got in a bad car wreck oh, and uh, messed up my back. So that put me out, you know, at least I think it was six months. And originally I was going to be, you know, go 0311 because I wanted to do, to do embassy duty. But, you know, luckily the car wreck happened, happened because I don't know that I would have been able to, a lot more options with, with MOS that I chose. So did a different, different MOS and, uh, and reserves. So um, well, that transitioned well to the civilian world. Yeah, I worked on uh, electronics and guidance systems. Cool. So, so uh, you know, the the electronics background definitely helped. You know, sort of awesome. So then you, so then you worked for tele, you did telecom for a while, and then what got you into like what gave you the real estate bug? After you know, just uh, I think it was actually the one of the first houses that my wife listed was a buddy of mine that I worked with. He took another job in Florida. You know, relocated there. Went to list his house and it was a was probably a mid sixties build, good area, but need a lot of updating. And the some of the updates that were done were done by him, and you know they could have yeah. been done better. So anyway, we, when we were looking at it, we thought, well, this would be great for a flipper. And then we started doing a little more digging, and you know saw that 
know, there's a huge market for flippers and wholesalers and that's sort of what got us got us into it. You started going down the rabbit hole, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And one of I mean, we had like a lot of deals there right off the bat. And one of them was a, a large uh, piece of property in Fort Worth, Texas is over 30 acres right on the Trinity River. There were some build challenges, but anyway, we ended up wholesaling that and you know made a, a good amount on that. So yeah, that sort of hooked us. So you are in Dallas. I forgot to mention that you're in you're in DFW area. And yeah. so when you got started, you started uh, flipping, wholesaling in that area. Are you from that area? Yeah, yeah. Orig- originally from this area. So okay, um, perfect. You know, after the Marine Corps, with my job, I was traveling. I don't know when I. I guess I came back, moved back here to DFW about seven or eight years ago now. So about fifteen years or so, I was you know all over the country mostly in the southeastern US um company I worked for did a lot of uh, disaster recovery work so I was in uh, New Orleans a couple days after Katrina I was there for a month or so had a guy working for me there that was there stuck there for for a year so oh, wow yeah right so tell me so are you still doing any I know you transitioned over to multifamily but are you still doing any single family no no and we maybe if something comes in from our website that we may work it, but uh, for the most part, we just focus solely on on multifamily now. Uh, right. So tell me the transition, right? You did some single family, you flipped, you <clears> wholesaled. <throat> and then how did you get into the multifamily side? What triggered that? It was just the, you know, hearing people before, you know, you, al- you always look at these buildings and, you know, you see how much they cost and you think, how in the heck can I do that? You know, and then, but after hearing about syndications and stuff, we, we, Figured, heck, we we can do this. One of the issues I had with single family was sometimes you feel feel a little bad. I mean, you know, a lot of people in, in sort of dire straits and bad financial situations. We would always try to steer people to listing, or you know, that was obviously a, a, you know the best option for for the most most money back in their pocket. But so that was one of the one of the things, and then just feeling like it was going to be more business like transaction. You know, just the ability to to have you know cash flow. Obviously, you can you can get cash flow with with single family, but you know, at to get large amounts, you you have to scale quite a bit. And you yeah. know, having a hundred hundred houses scattered all over the place doesn't didn't sound too appealing. So, yeah, I know. Um, I kind of feel you because when I started working the numbers, it was just like, man, I can definitely scale so much quicker with uh, commercial multifamily. Even though I know people that own a few hundred houses, thousand houses. And they do well. There's nothing wrong with that. But just for me, it was just uh, the numbers was just you can scale quicker, you know, if you that, to commercial. Yeah, that and the fact that uh, that you have more control over the value, right? I mean, it's not just like the house that we're in. It's you know yeah. appreciated a bit, you know, the past few years. But it's not because of anything that we've done. It's just because <laughs> because it's it's appreciated. You know. All, yeah, I know. Yeah. Same. Um, same thing with commercial, right? I mean, you know, you, you want to multifamily, you want to underwrite it. And then the last couple of years, the last four or five years, people have been crushing it because the market has been appreciating, <clears> which is great. And, uh, but you got to make sure you still underwrite it, you know, and for normal conditions, because we don't know when it's going to slow down. Oh yeah. One that uh, we actually closed on one November, 2020. So it's going on what, 14 months set to close. Well, now I think it's going to extend to mid mid April, but we purchased it. You know, obviously, couldn't have ever accounted for a cap rate compression. 
but there's been that had something to do with it, but it occupancy was low, rents were a little low, and then we converted the office to a an efficiency. But on that one, you know, the value has gone up eighty somewhere between seventy and eighty percent in uh, the course of fourteen months. So that's crazy. That's in Dallas area. Yeah, just south. All right. So well, let's talk about that because that was my next question. Say, hey, let's talk about a deal you're exiting or a deal you're buying. So let's talk about this one. How'd you find it? And, you know, kind of give me the numbers from the beginning and then we'll, we'll talk about it on the exit. Yeah. So this was a direct to seller. I'm not sure if it was a postcard or, or maybe even an RVM campaign back then when I've probably felt a little more comfortable doing that. I'm not sure current uh, regulations really allow that or, you know, I'm sure that sure it does. But anyway, the owner, owner called back and, at the time, wasn't a an expert underwriter by any any means. The numbers numbers, uh, you know, according to my calculations, looked like they work. And uh, so we we got it on, under contract originally. We, you know, sort of debated, you know, just wholesaling it. We had actually had to wholesale a property a few months prior to that. A 28, 28 unit. Uh, it was a former timeshare on a lake north north uh, west of, of Fort Worth. We debated whether to, to wholesale it or try to find a partner. And luckily, we, we found some partners that we, we partnered with and believed in, in the vision that we had for it, you know, saw that there was a lot of upside. We syndicated that, very small syndication. But How many doors was it? What you buy it for? 36 doors. Now it's 37. Purchase price of $1.475 million. Okay. That's like 50K a door. That's pretty good for Dallas area. Yeah. 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 Now all it's right. uh, under then, contract. So how much for, money? What, what's your all in? One six. We, we put in put a new roof on it, which you know was partially paid for by uh, insurance, and then we've turned somewhere between eight and ten units total, or you know full turn, full reno. Cool. And then your what? What's the selling price? Two point seven five. All right. That's good. You got going to have about a mil uh, in profit. That's pretty good. I mean, it's not yeah. bad for a year and a half. And a small, small deal. Yeah. Yeah. Small project. Yeah. Hey, there's something wrong with doing 20 units, 30 units, 40 <clears> units. I know a lot of people that do these and they, they, they do very well. Right. Yeah. You can do the 400 units and all that for sure. So, so tell me, what did you, what did you learn from this one? Like what surprised you? What didn't go as planned? And then what did go as planned? Well, I know the, the lease up process, I, process, I, I thought we were going to get occupancy up a little bit quicker than we did, but it is a small town. So. But you know, since since we've got it up, it hasn't ever dipped below probably ninety seven percent. We have a vacancy or two at most um, at, at any given time, and they're they're leased up as soon as they're turned. So so that was a little bit surprising. And other than that, I mean, the the transaction you know, went pretty well. We had had great partners, you know, that that helped helped along the way. So certainly wouldn't have been able to do that without them. So how about a seventy to eighty percent appreciation? Or did you guys force the appreciation or that has and the market appreciating? Yeah. So we, we were able to increase rents to 150 a door on most of the units, even higher on the ones that we renovated. And then it was at 69% ocu- occupancy when we took over. That helped obviously quite a bit. And uh, then we converted the office to an efficiency to, to add a little more income there. Per- cool. All right. So what would you say would be uh, in your real estate career, right? What's been the biggest <clears throat> mistake that you've made? And biggest mistake is not getting started sooner. Um, there you go. I hear that all the time, man. I hear that all the time. 
outside of that, I, I would say That's a 25 year old kids. I wish I would have started too. And I'm like, man, yeah, get, get out of here. Man. Get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, you know, probably, you know, trusting someone just by word and not really doing, you know, any, any due diligence on, on them, you know, that would probably be, you know, the, the biggest mistake I would say. Yeah. Oh, it, it does happen. You know, sometimes it happens. So you, you trust somebody just by word, but not doing due diligence and, and it does suck. Yeah. You know, it, it definitely sucks because it puts you in a bad spot. So, but you know, it's something you learn from it's uh you know, something you'd rather learn in the classroom than on, on the streets because it ends up costing you costing, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of money, time or both. So. Yeah. 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 So I, you know, like I, I don't coach, right. But, uh, you know, I definitely believe in coaching, right? You find the right coach, the right, the right, or the right network, the right group. And you definitely learn a lot. If not, you're going to learn on your own and you're going to, you're going to pay the street a lot more than that coach is going to cost. Oh, so, most, most definitely. So I was, I would say I was ask around. So are you doing, are you full-time now, real estate full-time? Yeah. As of, uh, was it January 11th or so when I, when I was laid off? Oh, I was laid <laughs> not, off. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a good thing, man. Maybe you got, you got some, you got, hopefully you got a good package. Severance no, package. And, no, 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 I didn't. Uh, even, I mean, if, was, even if you didn't, at least now it kicks your butt go do some more deals. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I had the golden, golden handcuffs, I guess you could say it was a pretty high six figure job that, you know, it was a uh, you know, relatively cushy. I didn't have to, you know, didn't work and I, I worked, but didn't have to put in a whole lot of hours and it, and it gave me some, some, uh, latitude and free time. But, you know, with now that I'm full time, I can, you know, it's hard trying to, you know, go from, you know, ch- change your focus back and forth throughout the day. So just being able to go straight towards the light is, is good. Yeah. Well, Hey, look, just jump on it, man. You're going to have a lot, of, you got more free time, start jumping on it. You're going to find some more projects. So, yeah. Gabe, so how can uh, somebody get a hold of you? So, you know, obviously you can uh, go to our website, grzinskycapital.com. Spell then, that for uh, me. G-R-U-S-Z-Y-N-S-K-I, capital.com. And then, uh, you know, on Facebook, I'm more active there or LinkedIn are probably the two other awesome. places that are good to, to reach so we'll me. Put, we'll put that link on the show notes below if anybody wants to reach out to Gabe. He's out there in uh, Dallas for worth. What are you looking for right now, Dave? What do you need? So, so you got somebody in the audience that has something. What are you looking for out in Dallas? Well, I mean, really, right now um, we have pretty good deal flow, but uh, you know, really would love to connect with uh, folks that that can raise capital. Okay. I, I know, know you're probably blessed with capital, and I'm sure there's there are others as well. Um, you know, we can usually find some some decent deals, and we have a few potentially in the pipeline. So. Yeah, it's one of the biggest things, right? Uh, raising money and finding deals, right? It's got to go. And sometimes you have a lot of money, no deals. Sometimes you have a whole bunch of deals, no money. So you got to have them at the same time. So yeah. for sure. All right, Gabe. So here we go. We're going to the favorite part of my show. And we're going to go to the naked, the naked truth roulette. Three random questions I'm going to ask you. Nothing to do with real estate. And uh, hopefully you'll watch your, your, your wife watches this because there's one in here I want you to get. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that one. I'm, I'm hoping I don't get it. All right. Well, I put it in there four times. Show me. Oh, that's, 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 Show me the money. I'm playing with my new toy here at, at the office. Show me the money. Got some other stuff over here. That's the roulette button. You ready? I'm ready. Let's right, do let's it. Let's go. Come on, big money. You need Vanna or something. All right. Let me go. Look at that. First question. Stop. 
Let's see. Ah, oh, yes. So if you could take any celebrity on a date, who would it be? Only give me one because I have, I have four of these questions in my roulette. You might get it a second and you might get it a third time. So you're going to give me first, second, and third choice. So what's your first choice? Okay, I'm going to play it safe here and uh, go with Betty White. Oh, come on. Wow. Okay. All right, Betty White. <laughs> Hey, you're married to a Latina. You, you know how it is. <laughs> All right, man. That's uh, yes. So am I. So am I. So I know how that goes. <laughs> All right. You ready? Let's go. Question number two <clears throat> in this. Question number two for Gabe on the naked truth roulette. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, no, it's not going to stop there. Dang it. All right. What is your favorite band slash song slash artist? Favorite band, song, or artist? One of um, sort of, uh, let's say, uh, maybe Pitbull or I don't know. You know, I've listened to a lot of uh, reggaeton here lately. So, All right. Can you dance it? It's the next question. I can dance. I can't dance it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> it's not pretty. Okay. Not pretty. Well, I'm not going to make you dance that because then someday somebody else is going to make me dance that. So, all right. Awesome. Third question. All right. Let's see. What is your... Favorite quote? You know, one of the one that comes to mind is I'll be your Huckleberry. I, I love. Uh, oh, man, it's uh, uh, Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one of my one of my all time favorites. That was, uh, Val Kilmer who said that. Yep. I'll be a Huckleberry. I remember that. Yeah. Awesome. Whatever the hell that means. Right. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, but it was it was good. It was good. It's one of those, those lines in the movie that will just be there for a long, long, long time. So. Yep. Matt Gabe, I appreciate you answering the questions. Betty White was definitely not the highlight of the questions, but hey, still answer the question. That's all that matters. Right? I'm uh, playing to live another day. There you go. <laughs> so you definitely get applause for that. So I appreciate you being on the show, man. I really do. I know I see you around in some events. Uh, you've been to, to uh, my mastermind and my off-market event, and I do appreciate that. And I see you on social media. So for you guys out there that are listening, that are going from single family to multifamily, go check Gabe out. You know, he's got some, some good stuff on his social media. Just you see what he's doing. Uh, I would say, hey, hang around with people that are doing what you want to do and it'll rub off on you. So especially if you're in Dallas, you know, link up with him. You guys, any capital raisers out there want to come in as a general partner, some projects that he has, go ahead and uh, not just capital raising. You got to be uh, do some other kind of stuff just to cross all the T's and dot all the I's. Yep. But reach out to Gabe and see if there's some uh, synergy there for work together. So Gabe, thanks again for being on the show. I'm Javier, your host. Don't lose your shirt. Thanks, Javier. Just as promised, I like to give out free stuff, some tools and tips that's actually helped me in my business. There's nothing out there like getting some free stuff that people have spent a lot of time, energy in putting together. It's like a referral. Somebody asked me for an electrician. You don't know what kind of brain damage I had to go through to give you this good referral for an electrician. You got to appreciate referrals from people, okay? because they went through a lot to find that one good person. So I'm going to give you my due diligence template for buying apartment buildings. It's attached to monday.com. It is an affiliate link, so they're going to send me a kickback. Not a lot, but a little bit. But you can either download it as an Excel, or you can put it on monday.com. Monday.com is pretty cool because it's a project management platform software. It's super cool. I use it all the time for my social media, for my team, tracking deals, doing tasks, for everybody, it's, uh, it's actually pretty good. You can track construction. It's a project management platform. It's a really cool Monday, like the day, monday.com. So my due diligence checklist is there for free for you. 
This has been The Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw. If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Hmm.